Hey guys, welcome back. This is Adam and I'm here with Jake and a special guest analyst, Matt Pendergraf. He's a fellow home gym junkie and also creates a ton of content within the space. He'll be adding some insights as we go through the Sunday results, the Sunday survey results that is. And we also have a Q&A segment where we'll ask him questions about his experience with certain pieces of equipment. Matt, thanks for joining us. Hey, Adam. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Jake. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> awesome, man. Glad to hear it. All right. This week, we have 12 random questions for our Sunday survey. The Q&A with Matt, and then we'll finally dig into the Sunday survey discussion and talk about the best and worst home gym purchases. All right, Jake, take it away. All right. Thanks, man. Uh, we're going to start off with a few questions about made in your country products. So number one, when buying gym equipment, how important is it that it was made in your country if possible? So 7% uh, voted almost essential, 35.8 voted important, 37.6 not important, and then 19.7% voted neutral. So in total, only about 43% said that it was at least important, which is, uh, which seems like, um, somewhat of a low number. We did this survey in August of 2020. So over a year ago, and, uh, it didn't vary a ton. Next up, we asked what proportion of your gym was, was made in your country the distribution of made in your country equipment was relatively spread out. About 22% said zero to 25%. 29% said 25 to 50%. 29% said 50 to 75%. And then 19% said between 75 and 100%. So there was a little bit more range. They care about it's not something that they want to go against, but if it's going to be easier to pick something up that's not made in America, then uh, they'll, or if it's going to help them grow their gym, then they'll, they're more than happy to do so. I feel um, like there, there are a lot of companies that have outside of the U S that have stepped their game up tremendously and then they offer better prices. And so it's, you kind of have to weigh how important is it versus, hey, I can pay half of it and get something pretty dang near, you know, the same quality. So, and, and that's how I am a lot with uh, swapping between brands. Yeah, right, then, right. I, I think like if, if it's a one-to-one -one price, it's easy to just pick the Made in America product. Yep. But when it, when it comes to something that you've saved up for and you're finally up to that number, if you have to continue saving a little bit more for that American made product, it's a real, it's, it's tough. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm trying to like replace my commercial gym, like gains, if you will, you know, and I'm trying to get a space where I can accomplish like all of my lifts. And so, yeah, I would love to buy made in America stuff. I just can't fill my gym with all made in America stuff. It, it, it costs too much. And I wish I could it makes me feel good when I can, but. Right. It, it, it does feel good when you do buy a made in America product, but yeah, there's certain things that are literally three times the price. Yep. Like if you're looking at some of those machines from rogue compared to Titan, um, if you can do it, do it. But if you can't, you can't, like I said, we don't want to, we don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole. Um, but 
but that's what the data says. So um, <laughs> moving on to what do you lift with between pounds and kilograms? Um, so it's not really surprising that pounds dominated this one, but 76% voted pounds, 14% voted kgs, and about 10% voted both. Do either of you vote or uh, lift with uh, kgs? Yeah. Consistently? Uh, yep. Yep. All my bumper plates are kilogram plates. Um, couldn't afford kilogram change plates. So I do have uh, two and a half pounds and five pounds. So I actually voted both on this one. But I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, you you got started in the Olympic weightlifting. So yeah. yep. a lot of a lot of Olympic weightlifting um, tends to deal with kilograms. So that's probably why. All right. Moving on to financing gym equipment so one is it okay and then two have you financed gym equipment overall it, there wasn't um a ton of support for financing gym equipment 39 percent said it was okay and then only about 16 percent said that they have financed gym equipment what i what we probably should have added in here was Maybe a question about if you're able to pay it back with 0% interest, exactly. yep. because I mean, if you can get six months, 0% interest, why not use your cash in another way? Yeah, um, a lot of them, they'll give you rewards or something too. So you'll actually earn on top of it, or you'll save, you know, spend a certain amount, um, get a hundred dollars back or, or something like that. Plus six months, 0% up to a year. What I mean, right? kind of a no brainer if you've got the cash to back it up in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll add in a question um, around that next week. Um, but I've definitely noticed a lot more companies adding that um, in a very noticeable way on their website. <laughs> like we, you can finance at zero yep. percent interest for X amount of time. All right. Would you consider yourself an equipment snob? So this, this survey was also done back in September of 2021, where 32% said they were equipment snobs this time around. Wait, do you guys think it went up or down? Went down. It's been over a year. I'd say it went down probably. <laughs> eh, both wrong. 38, 38% believe they are an equipment snob. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. People. I guess they probably got what they could get and now they can get what they want. And so it's uh, probably seeing the difference in the, uh, the quality there when you step up to something else and then you become a snob. <laughs> yeah. There's not, there's no real definition about a snob, but, but eh, kind of interesting. If you um, self-label yourself a snob, you're probably a snob. You know, <laughs> you know, the equipment, the equipment snob almost goes hand in hand with the home gym hobbyist. So like, there's a lot of like home gym hobbyists who appreciate just creating a home gym as much as actually working out. So that might kind of go, I can, and I've, I've definitely seen that since like we've been doing content within the home gym space. Like there's definitely more people that like to collect gym equipment, <laughs> just like people like cars or people collect yep. stamps or guns you know it's definitely a thing so 
I'm not surprised it went up. I would have guessed it went up. So um, I would have been right if you guys asked me. Jake, um, are you an equipment snob? <laughs> um, no, I don't think I am. No. No, I mean, I've got. I, I wouldn't of... consider you one either. I mean, no. Yeah, thanks. All right. No problem, How many people work out in your home gym? So I think a lot of a lot of questions when you're answering a lot of these questions, um, you're asked answering them as an individual. But a lot of times when you're building out a home gym, you really have to think about more than yourself. If you're if your wife's going to work out in it or your husband or wife or your kids might be around. So it's just something to consider if um, there are multiple people working out in the home gym or just like you own a you own a home with other people you can't just take the whole house or you can't take the best room all the time so anyways the results how many people work out in your home gym only 32 percent say one person 43 percent say two 10 percent say three and then 16 percent say four or more so the most popular answer was was uh two people but it's just important to note that only 32% have one person working out in their home gym. Matt, what's it like in the Pendergraph home? How many people work out in your home gym? Uh, regularly, I'd say one, if you count actually getting in there and doing the work. Um, <laughs> if you want to say, yeah, you know, there's people in there and they're doing things, then I'd say three. Okay. <laughs> Got it. So would you, would you pretty much say it's your space though? It's my space. You do whatever you want. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's uh, when we bought our house, that was my, I didn't care what the house looked like. I wanted a garage for my equipment. And uh, so that's what we got. So we've never parked in it. I immediately set a gym up in there. And then of course it's a little workshop too. So, uh, but yeah, I spent a lot of time out there uh, way, way too much time. A concerning amount of time is spent out in that gym. It's all right. Preaching to the choir. (laughs) All right. Next up. Kabuki or Aliko? Who do you think won? Kabuki. Kabuki. No. For the second. Yeah, for the second straight time. You got to put that little uh, keep price in mind. I said, those are your snobs right there. I know. My goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Kabuki's more for a a, a more niche. Like they're going for the power lifter for the most part. Um, and then like, oh, everybody knows they make phenomenal barbells that like really anybody could use. So maybe this is more of like a overall, overall sum of including normal people that don't consider themselves a, a strong man or powerlifting. I don't know, but Alaiko wins with. 56% of the votes last time back in 2020, when we, when we did this survey, they had 59% of the votes. So remind me to do this survey in another six months to see if uh, Kabuki makes up any more ground. Yeah, that's all crazy right. to me. When I think of Lyco, all I think of is Olympic weightlifting. And when I think of Olympic weightlifting, I think like the small corner of the gym, like not a lot of people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I yeah, mean, you have crazy. to think, yeah, you have to think about it. Like 
I would say 30, I would say about a third of the audience answering the survey is somewhat into CrossFit. So mm. like, I guess, well, I'm guessing they got all of their votes. Yeah. And before I was like, totally like indulged in like the at home fitness equipment, like companies and stuff like that. I was, I, you'd say Kabuki and I'd say, oh, and, yeah, you know, right. and now I'm like, okay, yeah, Kabuki. Yeah, okay. I would say Kabuki makes my favorite barbells. Um, all right. Do you drink a pre-workout before working out? 53% say yes. <laughs> what? 53? What do you think it would be? 99. <laughs> <laughs> you freaks. How do you work out without taking a pre-workout? What is wrong with you? I'm addicted, by the way. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm taking pre-workout too. It's, it's I, I'm also dependent. working out, of, you know, early in the morning. Yeah. Need I, that. Yeah. I do. If I was about you, at 10 Matt? o'clock at night, I'd be taking it. I guess I'm in that 1% that don't, man. <laughs> well, you're in the 49%. Well, we, yeah, according to you, um, Adams, I'd be in the one. <laughs> um, and no, I just, I have a low, I guess I have a low tolerance to caffeine or something. Even the ones that are non-caffeinated. I don't know, something about it. I just there was one time I was working out and I was working out so good. I felt like I was having a heart attack. <laughs> it yeah. was the pre-workout kicking in. And it just it scared the crap out of me. And that was like, nope, nope, my body doesn't like this. I'm done. And uh, I just I don't need I don't need it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> felt like you're gonna die. Seriously, man, you, uh, you just get dizzy and it's the lightheadedness and it was, uh, it was too much. It ruined yeah. my workout when it was supposed to, you know, in theory, yeah. elevate or take it to that next level of intensity, but nah. <laughs> yeah. I, I Do you drink really... coffee though? I mean, I, I don't, I, drink... I don't. So you don't, you don't drink caffeine much no, at all. I'm a, I'm a virgin to all that stuff, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no stimulants over here. I don't know. I couldn't survive without coffee. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think, uh, I think I'll be, um, getting all my Christmas shopping done with, um, rain cans that I take back for <laughs> 10 cents a piece <laughs> that I've saved up throughout the year. Yeah. Nice. Michigan. Nice little collection. They don't yeah, do that in Indiana. You gotta take them across the border, ship them up here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. On to the next. Is it worth spending 30 to $40 more for a barbell that will not rust? 91.5% say yes. And 89% voted yes back in December. So overwhelmingly, yes, the bare steel bar feels good, but it's also not fun to maintain once a month. All right. That's a, that's an easy one. Um, battle rope or inertia wave are you guys both familiar with those with the inertia wave sima yeah so the uh the options for this are there the question was simply which interests you more battle rope inertia wave i don't know the difference or i don't know what both are so i don't know what both are received about 14 percent I don't know the difference received about 27%. Inertia wave received uh, nearly 16%. And then battle rope received 43% of the votes. So the battle rope, if you take out the, I don't know what the, what the 
whatever is um the battle rope received about three times more votes than the inertia wave so i remember getting an inertia wave a couple years ago and i was pretty impressed and um it has just like i just used it at the beginning and i haven't really used it at all and then i also have a pair of battle ropes that i also don't use at all so <laughs> yeah i'm can't it's not something i'd really put up high on the priority list of for home gym owners based off personal experience right it feels like something like cheap that you could like add to your space and first of all like the ropes aren't that cheap for a rope and then yeah like i have a rope too and i thought i was going to use it all the time and uh, yeah, i don't use it right yeah it's just it takes a little bit to set up and then it's yep. it's and loud it up after you're done is the worst part unless you just throw it in a pile or something yeah yep. and then i i put on i started using the inertia wave the last like month or so redo my opinion on it and i i just like it doesn't tire me out as much so i don't know i'm just I, just i had posted it's been a while ago but i had posted i guess when i got my rep battle rope and um someone had of course tagged the inertia wave in it and they had said you know they're praising it almost seemed like they were you know intentionally they were bought off to say stuff or whatever but um, their biggest pro was how convenient how small and, and compact how lightweight it was stuff like that and so i briefly looked at it and then from then on i just you know eh, I, I bought the battle rope already so yeah talk to yeah else. i i mean i do like that aspect of it it is easy to set up and i don't know just don't find myself using it much all right uh, a few more questions here um do you actually save money by owning a home gym? Love this question. <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll get we also did an Instagram post today about it. So we'll talk about that. But do you actually save money by owning a home gym? 55% say yes. And then in October of 2020, so over a year ago, we asked the same question where 62% said yes. So I mean, with higher prices and I think people realize that they really like building out their home gyms, it's gone down a little bit. And then before you say anything, we did um, an Instagram post today and it actually got quite a bit of responses. Um, I would say most people took the opportunity to go beyond this question. Like this question was really simply asking do you save money and they said no but these are the benefits that are more important to me so yes the saving money is not the most important value for most people but with this question we simply want to know how do you actually save money and 55 percent say yes and i think this is like this is the this is the number one question like that when I first started doing this type of stuff five years ago was on the top of people's mind when they were looking to start a home gym, like, will I save money and you can save money. Um, but there are, I think over time with the rise of the home gym, people are finding, um, quite a bit more benefits. All right. I'm rambling, but about <laughs> a little over half say that they save money by owning a home gym. What do you guys think? They're delusional. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, as soon as like it, man, 
I bought my bar and bumper plates. And if I would have just stuck with that, yeah, I would have saved money. Um, but it, it's an addiction and it, it yep. gets you. And then you end up pouring <laughs> more and more and more money into it. And now it's, there's no way in, in my lifetime, I, you know, I probably should have just stuck, but I mean, I think, um, in the post, you're right. They, um, going further, like what you get out of it, it is more important. It's, it's not about saving money anymore for me. Right. And I think there's, I, yeah, I think there's a lot of factors like what type of gym were you going to in the first place? And what type of training do you do? It, or do you only go to planet fitness because that's going to take you 30 years to pay off that, <laughs> that rogue home gym. You know, there's a lot of factors in it, but the, I mean, the real answer, like the answer is that you can, I think a lot of people that like the, keep in mind the people answering these questions are people that love their home gyms and it's something that they're investing in quite a bit and they just love it so i think that's why the loudest people on that post were saying no um we do not save money um so but anyways 55 percent. anything else to add uh i was gonna say it's a good justification yeah i'll save money but realistically i mean yeah if you if you did buy things during the pandemic when you couldn't get anything and you upgraded then boom i mean you just you bought twice crud price i don't know what you say but anyways you know what i'm saying like it's just it is what it is or or there's always going to be something better some new shiny thing that ooh, you know want to add to it or you're one of those guys that hey i just need to get a pump in so i bought a, a power rack uh, barbell weights do my thing live my life you know what i mean so it depends on your mindset i guess yeah i think that that first point you made where where like there's always something coming out yep. new kind of this, this is the crowd the people answering this question are always kind of looking for what's what's new and they appreciate what's new so they'll they'll oh, look it, they'll look into it um and upgrade if necessary so so yeah, that's just one of those things where you have to keep in mind who's answering the questions. All right. And then the, all right, two more questions here for me. Um, so how many home gym Instagram accounts do you follow? Um, and we have some comparison data to last November as well. This time, only 8% are following one, which would be Gradgem Experiment. If they're answering these surveys, you would think. So 8% answering one, about 20% are following two, 21% are following three, and then 52% are following four or more home gym Instagram accounts like Matt Pendergrafts and Garage Gym Experiment. And then just, just to quickly follow up with how that compares to November of 2020. Um, so that the, the largest difference were between one and four. So I mentioned in November of 2021, 52% said four or more. Back last year, only 39.8. And then looking at just one, um, 16.3% 
back in November of 2020 compared to just about 8% this time. So more people are following more home gym accounts. That's kind of interesting, actually. But a lot of good content out there. Yeah, and a lot of people more into the the space. Yep. Yeah. Well, that is our Sunday nope. survey results. Nope. No. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'll cut you off. I have one so more. Close. Sorry. Right. <laughs> Sorry that I didn't put this Again. on the outline. All right. And then the, <laughs> yeah, my bad. I, this is like an extra. I didn't put on that one. You're good. Yeah. All right. And then the last one, um, this was, this was a, a question asked a few days before the Sunday survey actually. And it was who offers better benches rep or rogue mm. 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 what do you guys think who who uh who do you think the the voters picked matt go ahead i would say rep i'd say yeah. it'd be a it wouldn't no comparison i think more people can afford rep i don't i don't think a lot of people have experience with a, with rogue benches not i mean in comparison to rep benches i just think rep benches are more popular all right so and then what do you guys think who offers better benches? My answer stays the same. I don't have a lot of experience with the rogue benches. So I say right. rep. Right. Uh, Matt, actually, I think we're going to ask you something uh, uh, along these lines later. So uh, let's okay. just, let's just hold off on that. All right. Um, and let's just answer the question. So rep barely sneaks out of victory here with 51.6% of the votes. Oh well. Oh yeah, barely. Um, and that was between Rip and Rogue. Is that right? It was simply Rep or Rogue who offers okay. better benches. And yeah, Rogue, Rogue. Uh, I'd say it's probably that Rogue three That's you know made it more even because it's it's more affordable. Yeah, it's not I mean, it's cheap, but it's more affordable compared to anything else they offered. Yeah, I think I think this is one of those questions where a lot of it just comes down to if you don't know, you just pick Rogue, right? So I think, I think the people that know, or yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's <laughs> dive into this a little bit later. Um, but yeah, that was the last question from me. Cool. That wraps up the Sunday survey results and our conversations that wrap up around that. Um, we're going to jump into a quick Q and a with our guest, Matt Pendergraf. So Matt talking about benches, you've had experience with quite a few benches. What is your favorite bench? We'll start with that. Uh, favorite overall, I've got to give it to rep the, uh, AB 5,200 to me, it's, it's priced. I mean, it's high compared to, you know, any of the other cheaper benches, obviously that are out there or whatever, but as far as like build quality to, to price ratio compared to everything else on the market, I, it takes the cake hands down. Plus all the upgrades you can get like the wider pads, uh, spotter deck stuff like that so there's more expandability upon just the base of the bench and it comes in like four or five different colors so nice all right i saw jake shaking his head that's my number one two rep ab5200 with the wide pad two pros telling you right there all right <clears throat> matt <laughs> what's the most overrated one that you've tried most overrated bench most well overrated bench. uh as far as I can't really answer. Okay. So I have a rogue. I've got the rogue 3.0. Do I like it? Absolutely. I think I like it a lot. 
because it says rogue on it though mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. i got you i just and i bought it when it first came out and the price has actually increased you know since then i, I can't i can't say how much it has but uh i don't know it's just it goes back to rip so rip, rip takes the cake all right there it is all right this next question we're going to talk about um some cable attachments which one do you prefer we're going to talk about the rogue slinger versus the surplus strength so which one do you prefer this is a tough one i get this one a lot um mainly because i own both so it really depends 100 percent, in my opinion on your setup and uh and you and how you're going to use it if you plan on you know, maybe one day lifting off the side of your rack versus lifting off the back of your rack, whatever, you're not going to move this linger around. It's made to mount and stay put. So um, the, the flexibility of moving it, I mean, that's, you know, uh, as far as the attachments, you can get in some money with a Rogue because they offer that that lat seat and then they've got the low row, mm-hmm. which again is really nice. And then um, Surplus, they offer their low row that attaches as well. But with that, you can use your own bench as opposed to the seats. Uh, rigging things up, it's, I don't know. I feel like there's way more flexibility overall with surplus strength than I do with Rogue. But that's not to say that Rogue is a bad product, the Slinger. I, I like them both. I've got the weight stack for the Rogue. So, Matt, have, have you had any experience with the rep lap row attachment? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah. The, so, um, that the mounts to the back, right? Yeah, that would be the favorite attachment I've ever used. And yeah, that's, I could see that's that. the, yeah, it's the slinger, solid. The, the slinger gets me, man. Um, yeah, go ahead, Dick. Yeah, I mean, just like overall value, really solid. And it's, I mean, pretty smooth. It, you don't have, you don't have to worry about moving it or choosing a spot to mount it. And it's not in the way of anything. Um, it's, I mean, it is like the the number one reason I would, even with price included, go with a rep rack over a rogue rack. And that's why I, I've been curious why Rogue hasn't done something like that. A plate loaded off the back, just always set up, ready to go. It's interesting. I feel like there's a lot of things that are so obvious. And, and you kind of question why has Rogue not done this? I don't know. Maybe there's something behind that, or maybe they're just trying to be difficult. I don't know. But uh, I, I agree. Like the rep, I've never actually used it. But thinking back of any rack that I've ever seen, like growing up, or my parents had whatever it was, uh, the rack, the lat attachment at the back of the rack. That's just how it always was. That makes sense. It's back there. It's out of the way. You load it up, do your thing. You don't think about it. So it wasn't until like Rogue didn't do it. And then they come up with a slinger, which was so off the wall, in my opinion, that it's like, why? And then you start kind of questioning it. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. All right. Well, let's stay with uh, some cable movements uh, real quick. What's your favorite cable attachment to play around with? Uh, as far as like a handle attachment. Right. I would say um, I like the prime what are they called ro what are they rot i don't even know the name of rot eight handles or whatever is that what that is those yeah those are really cool but they're limited especially if you're doing anything like with one hand like crossing over your body anything like that 
two-handed movements, they're great, but because you've got a left and a right, it kind of limits you a little bit. Um, so I don't know, between that and the um, the cause handles, cas handles, cause handles, those are pretty cool too. I wish they were a little wider, but at least you can swap your grip up and use what are the those same ones? one per. Those are the cone-shaped ones. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're pretty, they're made by Prime as well. But uh, I'm not against just a standard D handle though, man. I mean, that's, you can't go wrong with that in my opinion. Yeah, I, I've, I've always thought if you're going to go ahead and get a, an expensive rack and cable, cable setup, then uh, you can definitely just save some money with the attachments. Like I, like a basic lap, lap bar and, you know, stuff for triceps. Those usually just will get the job done. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know what I did just spend some money on? Mag grips. Mag mm. grips are nice. The real ones? The real the, ones. They The, the website nice. has been crashed for forever. I got on yesterday and it was up and running. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. So Time. I grabbed two of them. How much are they? Uh, 75, 80-ish for the wide grip um, pronated. And then I did a I think I did medium grip supinated and that was like a 55 ish. Hmm. Not too expensive. Yeah. Maybe I'll grab some. Yeah. That's yeah I've got the pronated uh, medium. I like it a lot. And yeah. I've got the pronated, uh, I guess they're close one. I thought about getting the wide one, but it looks too wide for me. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I it's, use it's that old gym of mine. It, it's out there. It's, it, it's, it looks it. Yeah. All right. So Matt, I've been told that you are a master of sorts of the lever arms. So what's your favorite thing to do with the lever arms? Just look at them, man. They look so good on the rack. They do. <laughs> they, they get hate, man. They're so expensive. Oof, they're so expensive. I try to, I guess, because they're so expensive, I want to get the most out of them and I guess justify that cost. And so I've just made it my personal mission to come up with anything and everything I can for these things. Um, the, the my okay the one that put me on the map was using it as a uh, lap pull down lever you know that that was the one that was like oh man that was a good idea whatever and then it was the uh the leg hack squat thing that i'd come up with basically connecting a cross member and then the leg rollers throwing them on you I, it's a bit of a setup it's not something you would be setting up all the time but if you've got a designated leg day and you don't mind getting in there just setting it up and, and doing it I, I think it's an awesome movement awesome all right so there are a number of lever arms out there um are there any tips for uh choosing the right ones uh biggest question i get is between going with the long or the short rogue ones obviously i had these short ones i've seen plenty of plenty of people with the long ones and to me it's just they look insanely long i mean they're about as long as you are it just seems like it'd be crazy awkward plus they're they're limiting as far as um or it's limited your limit is to where you have to mount them you have to put them on the outside of your rack uh, with a short you can go inside or outside so as far as like going between brands though i don't if i had a rep rack i'd go with the rep ones and i'd call it a day i have the rogue so i went with the rogue rack uh Sornex, they look like that makes some awesome ones too uh, even the titan ones to be honest with you i don't think they adjust but or they do but not like as smoothly or as uh, conveniently as the other ones but um they look pretty solid so so you're saying if you have the rogue rack stick with the rogue and then you're you're saying go with the smaller ones 
I would say smaller. I'd say the shorter, the 35 inch ones, the savings between the short and the long is laughable. I think it's like $5. And so like, and when I bought mine, it was the same price. It was so aggravating. I am paying the same price and they're shorting me, you know, quite a bit. I forget how long the, the long ones are. Uh, it's less material, but yet I'm paying the same price. Well, Rogue's response, I guess, to that let's just make a $5 difference between the two. That makes sense. <laughs> so we'll and it's hard to, oh, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, if you're going to pay the money, you want to get the most for your money. I get that mentality. In my opinion, doesn't make sense. Step away from it. Just uh, go with the short ones. That's, I say that's everyone, the short ones. Cool. So, and the reason kind of going back, the reason I say the rogue ones, if I've got a rogue rack, I know they're going to be, made for my rack not to say that any of the other ones won't work i just i don't like workarounds i, I like to stay kind of within the ecosystem so but that's just me personally yeah no i hear you i i use um some different attachments for my rack there's always like a little wiggle there it's never perfect but it, it works so right yeah makes sense all right uh i was given a number for how many barbells you have can you confirm that number for me <laughs> what was the number 27 27. I think I said 20 something. 20 something. 20 something. <laughs> like seven. I've, got, uh, I've got too many. I've got way too many. I don't know. I can't confirm it. I it's been a minute since I've counted. And uh I think the last time I've counted, I've definitely added more to it, obviously. So uh I've got more than I need. So okay. I got two arms. So. all right. So oh man, this is a hard question for you. Sorry. <laughs> but if you had to pick one barbell for the rest of your life. One barbell. Just Which one are you choosing? Okay, so I'm a power bar guy. I don't I don't like the uh, 28 and a half or anything smaller. I just don't like it. Actually, I'd prefer something bigger than a 29. I talked to Jake. I was looking at getting the squat bar. I think it's what, like 32 millimeters or something. I just, I like a thick bar in my hands. You know, I don't know something about it, but mm. uh, the Rogue Ohio power bar, it's hard to beat. But the Vulcan elite i believe is what it's called power bar also made in america aggressive knurling that's what i like uh but not too aggressive so I'm, I'm not that kind of a guy but uh it's those those two those two would be my my top okay rogue power bar vulcan power bar yeah got it what, what's the uh i mean what like 29 they're yeah like they're both power very bar? comparable yeah gotcha. they're both they're both made in america um there's just there's some cosmetic differences to them um and then i would say that the vulcan is a little more aggressive than the rogue one um and then of course rogue they come out with their aggro line which is crazy so i'd say the vulcan is probably without not ever touching a aggro too i would say the vulcan just looking at pictures side by side it probably falls somewhere between the power bar and the aggro too uh if i'm saying that right aggro aggro i think it's aggro I'm not going to doubt you. Sounds good. Yeah, I, was, I thought it was, was it aggro. Yeah. Aggressive, aggro. Yeah, aggro. We'll go there. Yeah. All right. Last question for you. What are the top three specialty bars that you've used? Top three. Well, two of them are Kabuki. So the Caddy Cadillac bar mm -hmm. and the Duffalo bar. Oh, oh, man. I was expecting Transformer. Okay. I don't have a Transformer. No, I've okay. got a, uh, I've actually got a Vulcan. It's like their pro safety squad bar, and it's nice. Uh, I don't have it anymore, but I did like Titans SSB. I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was nice. And then I, I upgraded 
in my mind to a Vulcan. At the time, I didn't know any better. I saw Ooh. the the American, the Vulcan USA, and I was like, yeah, man, it's made in America, whatever, but it's not. It's, it's another imported bar, so it's pretty much a lateral move on my part, but that would be uh, that'd be what I'd say. Sweet. Yep. That wraps it up with our Q&A with Matt. Appreciate it. Uh, we're going to all stick together for one more segment. We're going to get into our Sunday conversation. We're talking about the best and worst home gym purchases. Jake's going to take this one for us. He's going to take us through uh, community results before we all chime in with our own um, insights. Jake? Yep. So uh, this was the Sunday survey discussion. What's the best purchase you've ever made? And then worst, a um, couple hundred, over a couple hundred responses. Um, some of the more popular responses included um, just a heavy duty rack. A lot of people mentioned Rogue Rack, um, Echo Bike, Newell Bells, and Power Blocks. No, I'm talking best or worst on that. Sorry, this is best. Okay. Newell Bells and Power Blocks. Um, I think Newell Bells actually had a little bit more of the, got a little bit more love. Um, a solid barbell. Um, couple mentioned couple people mentioned titan deadlift jack so i just thought that was a random one so i'll throw that on here uh kubuki bars and then um yoke as a as their as their rack so the versatility of a, a rope as their rack um few people mentioned that um unique answer so i added that here um some popular worst purchases included cheap benches battle rope like we like we talked about above the cheap pulley systems and then um economy barbells um i thought the the um kind of a funny response was from matt underscore the underscore patty and he said his worst was buying a lyco first because now he can't have anything worse. So now he's stuck. <laughs> spoiled. Can't really like go down. Yeah. Can I, can I call him and a then I, snob? There was another guy who uh, I just loved this answer um, for um, popular responses. He said his Nick Strand, he bought a BNR bar back in 2012. It's a bare steel bar back in 2012 and it's still running smoothly. He's, he's kept it maintained um yeah isn't that's just a beautiful answer and he said something like uh actually didn't write this down but he said something like um an elliptical was his worth worst purchase so those are a couple answers that uh i really liked i said that dude probably falls into the category of saving money by uh oh yeah home gym. oh yeah <laughs> used to the same bar since 2012 i have a bnr bar too and the thing's awesome it just just feels good nice um what about you guys do you guys have a a best and a worst purchase uh absolutely Always. go ahead matt uh as far as a standalone item as far as it being the worst i don't really have any i've i've bought pretty much every attachment that rogue makes for the rack and uh there's some real turds out there <laughs> unfortunately i've got a couple of them that rotating pull-up bar that they offer prime does it way better so go ahead and throw that out there. It took me three or four before I actually got one that was functioning correctly. And even then it's like, it sucks. It still isn't quite right. And I just, it doesn't feel natural. It doesn't feel good. 
Uh-huh. And then the utility seat, utility bench. I don't, I don't like that. It's big. It's it's clunky. It's heavy. Um, it looks good during certain movements, but realistically, no one's going to set this stuff up and 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 do it. Or at least I don't. And I've got the option every time I go out there. It's like, nah, screw that. I can always come up with something better, uh, quicker, easier. So best purchase though for me is my rack, hands down. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty standard answer. I would say the worst purchase I've ever um, probably made was I bought the Titan deadlift platform. So, I mean, it was like $500 and it was completely fine for like, I mean, it was expensive, but like it was, it was uh, fine. But I think the big, the big thing was, it was just like, off the floor a little bit and it just got in the way so i ended up not even using it i would say that was my worst purchase stick to the horse stall mats just fine and then my my i would say my favorite purchases would probably be the kabuki bars that i own those are my favorite Junimal? maybe not best purchases but favorite you got the whole collection of kabuki open trap uh i have open trap i have open trap the transformer and then the cadillac so not all of them but gotcha yeah i figured you'd have their what is it their uh power bar the one that's crazy crazy aggressive and a super super stout i plan on getting it just i mean strictly for content but right i want to make a purchase from them somewhat soon yeah, my best purchase is like my first purchase. Uh, Penley yeah. bumper plates. I keep repeating it, but they were cheap because I did it in like 2015, 2016, something like that. Um, and I, I plan on having them forever. Worst purchase, I got a Yasuda, Yosuda stationary bike, some mm. stationary bike, real cheap. Got it on <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. It's plastic it wobbles it's junk i want to sell it so bad and my wife claims that she's going to use it and she doesn't use it <laughs> and i can't get rid of it but what all i can spend on it oh, i don't want to say <laughs> <laughs> it was no probably way. like it was probably like 200 bucks which like for a stationary bike you're thinking like oh yeah no big deal but then you're mm-hmm. on it you're like you spent 200 bucks on this yeah <laughs> i did and i i don't know i just think of like i can at least get 100 bucks out of it and buy something else for my gym and she keeps saying like no that's the one thing i'm gonna use and she doesn't use it so yeah. <laughs> i'll have it forever all right guys that's gonna wrap it up for our sunday conversation we talked about our best and worst home gym purchases thanks for joining us i want to say a special thanks to our guest matt pendergraf um before we let you go matt where can people find you oh usually at my house (laughs) i'm joking yeah seriously (laughs) Uh, instagram look me up matt pendergraf one word youtube same thing matt pendergraf also have a website mattpendergraf.com just just skip the website it's it's not anything to brag about We'll we'll add links on to the blog post and then also to the show notes as well, so you can easily follow him. Gotcha. That should have been an easier question for me to answer, but I really shrewded that one. <laughs> I shrewded it. I love that. Beer, beer me again. 
Awesome. Guys, thanks for joining us. Um, and then we'll catch you next time. Peace. I appreciate it.